Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on danaglennsmith.com or warn-usa.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. Featured on both warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com, <coughs> earthly choices bring eternal consequences. Featured on danaglennsmith.com, Christian discernment, frogs, folly, and truth. American social justice doctrine, Christian discipleship, meat, not milk. America and America's Judgment, When Hell Comes Knocking. Featured on warn-usa.com, it is a prophetic battle, awaken to the truth. Read Heaven's Victory in Jesus' Name. Abounding Hope, Book of Romans, Part 29. Testify Jesus Christ, Classic Gospel. Testify Jesus Christ Gospel Classic Jerusalem Remnant Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 99 Faith Patience of Jesus China Oppresses Jesus Saves Gospel Cost India and Pakistan And do not miss these Warren Radio episodes This week The show's our advocacy Wednesday from February 7th um, I have chosen you prophetic events persecuted church 2024 Christian starving persecution advocacy on battle lines Thursday February 8th everlasting covenant Isaiah's prophetic book part 204 and sound the shofar on Friday, February 9th. The word of the Lord, Chosen Generation, Part 5. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy of The Rising by going to 
Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Angus and Robertson, and you can find the easy, the Rising ebook on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Even in the midst of the snow. Yep, in the icy roads. That was uh, kind of fun coming home tonight. Well, you, you know, the thing of it is, it was, it's been warm this year many times. And you were going through some of the weather that was saying that we should have should have some even hotter weather so uh, this cold weather we're getting now it sounds like it's going to be ending and we'll be getting better weather yes it will i mean that's what you were saying yes we're going to be in the 50s in a few days for the rest of the month that's kind of bizarre for this time of year yeah it is but in february it's cold and we get snow normally but 50 degree weather, no, that's not normal. So, at any rate, we are here. On the 15th of February, 2024. We're in a very, very um, dark year. There are powers of darkness that are at work right now in America. And they're there because they come from within America. From people that are here, connected to certain political parties who are plotting as I speak. And many of it has already started to unfold. But then we've got other troubles. So we anticipate, and this is backed up by a number of experts, that there, there is extreme trouble coming in 2024, and it could very well hit right at the election. And uh, we're not talking about, you know, like COVID or anything, and that doesn't mean, you know, some disease won't pop up, but this is totally other things. Uh, and um, a number of people, uh, organizations, people that watch financial markets have been warning about so we shall see yes we will so hang on to your bible and get your prayers uh, going i'm sure you already have 
but uh, that's what's going on and uh, don't let the devil steal your joy you need to focus and need to be in his presence amen because we are not to fear God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind no matter what the devil and his minions dream up God has made us overcomers read Revelation 12:11. we have overcame already so amen and thank the Lord he's warned us through his word what's going to happen so we we know the end of the book we're we're winners we won that's right that's right and the problem with the devil he can't do that even in the tribulation even in the end of days and the rise of the antichrist he can only do what god has allowed And it's going to be a dark time. Yes. And we're not saying that the tribulation is going to start in 2024. We're just saying there, there, there are some issues that we're watching right now. And a lot of people have already been talking about them. And uh, one of the biggest things is the financial markets this year, especially towards the end of the year. So we'll see. We don't, you know, they could do anything, but... Uh, there will be those who will try to manipulate it. So at any rate, we are here. We're in part 205. We're in Isaiah. And, uh, you know, today I uh, uh, re-edited and republished episode 100 of our long series. Wow. And uh, so I made a note in there that when we first published this, this was episode 100 but today we're in episode 205 <laughs> so so today this is episode 205 and the one that I republished today and I do republish a lot of our posts because I go through them I clean them up and make sure everything's working and that's one thing that they're all done that way uh, and so uh, you can find 100 right on the front of the... And we've been republishing all the way up, so... Um, yeah, it's good that we can you do You know, that. we did 97, 98, 99, and all the others. So we finally hit 100, and when I seen it, it surprised me. Yeah, that was like a milestone. Yeah, it was a milestone. And now we're over 100 episodes later. Yeah. It's just hard to believe how fast time flies. So at any rate, we're going to be heading into this. Okay. Salvation and Righteousness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part two, 205, On Battle Lines. God's work to bring salvation and thus righteousness is established by the Lord's work in the earth, solely to redeem man and bring glory to the Lord. Salvation and Righteousness combines in this week's study as we move through the last few chapters in Isaiah. The, prophetic, the prophet Isaiah is closing in on the final redemption and glory of man. We are nearing the ultimate fulfillment of God's kingdom on earth. Herein we find the apostles' work confirming the prophecies and scriptures in the Tanakh, 
the Old Testament. Also, we find the redemption of man contained in the work and words of our Lord Jesus Christ and his teachings given to the apostles. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we're here again, here we are in Isaiah 62 and verse 1. For Zion's sake. And we're, we're going to take a moment here. Zion or Zion's, that's multiple, sake. As a permanent capital, the mountain of Jerusalem, it, it is all encompassed, you know, in this particular, uh, when you look at Zion. You know, we're, we're not just talking about Jerusalem, but we're talking about Zion, you know, the mountain of Jerusalem and a permanent capital. And he says, uh, sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, so he has two of them in here. There's Zion, which is the permanent capital, and then Jerusalem's sake. And you may think of Jerusalem as the city itself, which this is what we refer to. But in Isaiah, this alludes to its two main hills, uh, founded peaceful, and uh, for, for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. And, and of course, all this is coming from the promise of Zion, which will have Jerusalem within it. It's the whole encompassing thing. That out of that will flow righteousness. Out of that will flow the law of God. Um, Christ is coming back as Christians. You know, we look for Zion and the coming of the Lord. And see, the reason we do that is because the Bible flatly tells us in, in the teachings uh, that came from the apostles, that uh, came from uh, the Lord himself. You know, that there will be neither male or female, Jew or Gentile, but all will be one in Christ. So we're going to be we're going to be united, while at the same time there's going to be Jews. At the same time there's going to be Gentiles, and there's many scriptures we've gone through that that talks about the nations of them that are saved. You know, are part of Zion as well. So we're talking about you know a lot of stuff here. I mean. You know, it's really, it's really hard, I think, for people to really understand that when Yahshua came, he came to unite more than just the Jews. And he went to the Jews first, but he, then he went to the Gentiles. And, and he didn't just go to the white people, folks. He just didn't go to the black people. You know, in, in the eyes of God, you know, there's a lot of variety. <coughs> You know, and that's in our flesh. But when you get, you know, uh, redeemed and in your new body, you know, you're going to look like unto Christ in your glorified body. You know, you're going to, you're not all going to be identical, but you're going to have, you're going to be in glory. And so he says, for Zion's sake, and he's going to, and this, of course, it says, I will not hold my peace. He's, this is the prophet talking here. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. In other words, he's going to keep doing everything he can to help bring in this particular kingdom. 
and uh, and by talking and encouraging he says i will not rest till the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burns for zion's sake i will not hold my peace he says for jerusalem's sake i will not rest and that's a long time when you consider how long ago uh, isaiah was there but see this is while he was on earth he wasn't going to rest he had finished by the time he got to 62 here you know i mean he's pretty much he's already given out a lot of his prophecies and that included the prophecy of the coming of the messiah so there there's a lot of important stuff in here but uh, he says i'm not going to rest until the righteousness and of course that righteousness includes the natural moral legal equity prosperity uh, the fullness of all these things that'll flow out of zion and jerusalem and it'll shine as brightness and light and and the other thing he says the salvation thereof is a lamp that burneth and uh, you know how can you find a lamp that's going to be really brilliant white well, you know, I know in camping we used to have these special uh, materials that we would burn. A lantern, you know, but these were special lanterns. They'd burn white. And they would, you could get them in the middle of the night and they'd be so bright you could go outside the tent and it, <laughs> you could see that light, a round light inside the tent blazing away. You know, and now you you think of the Lord. You you think of the true righteousness of God. And you begin to understand that, you know, Isaiah didn't go through all this just to say, well, you know, so, so. No. This is something that when it comes in, you're going to know it. Now, see, today Israel is surrounded by enemies. Today Israel has lost some of its people. And they're fighting. There's war going on. And there's going to be more war. And there's going to be more violence. And when you get the dark one in here. And you start going through the main part of the tribulation. And to the end of the days. You know. You know it's going to seem really really dark. But all these things must happen. For the son of man to come back. And. uh So I've got a few, and I try to find me a few other scriptures, and this is to help you understand and help us to remind us. So Psalm 102, 13 through 16. And uh, the psalmist says, Thou shalt arise, he's talking to the Lord, and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. Now remember, Yahshua, Jesus, is known as the cornerstone. And we have in Revelation, you know, the apostles and prophets, you know, as part of the, you know, in the foundation of the city. And so all these things just tell you the the building, you know, of the kingdom of God is based upon the righteousness of first the Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus, who was sent by his father. 
and his righteousness based on the Father because out of it of everything flows the Father through the Son and he said uh, when he was asked uh, can you show us the Father he says have I not been with you long enough for you to know if you've seen me you've seen the Father for by thy for thy servants have taken pleasure in her stones and favor the dust so the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth thy glory when the Lord shall build up Zion he shall appear in his glory now see the issue here is is that if you remember one of the greatest kingdoms the children of Israel had was under Solomon there was a lot of respect and they were living in peace and they had the temple in full glory and and that was the glory you know of Israel at that time and it was unsurpassed by any other reign Solomon's reign there and after he got done with that reign because of his many wives which also he shouldn't have done but he did and he he did that in order to uh, and it was normal for kings you know to marry you know one of the daughters of other kings in order to have peace with them but see at the end of this you know the kingdom got into idolatry because of one of his wives and God split the kingdom into two houses the northern tribes and the southern tribes the southern was Judah and Benjamin and the Levites and so that was split we really have not ever 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 seen anything like what Isaiah is describing or that the Lord was describing to you know the apostles it is hard for man to understand how great and powerful the Lord is. Now, there was three, uh, Peter, James, and John. They were the ones that were brought into the secret chamber on the mount with the Lord, and they were able to see the glory of the Lord when he was transfigured. And, and that's the only way. You know, we, we just don't around go around seeing people transfigured. But see, when the devil comes, it even says of him that he the devil will appear as an angel of light. And so when we get on social media, I was talking to Tower about some of the stuff that was on social media. It comes straight out of the devil, we say, but it is full of blood. And, of course, they always find some gal to dress up with next to nothing. And this one had blood on her and every other kind of thing you could think of. And, uh, you know, she, you know, and this was on a social media thing. And, and, and this is, you know, when you get into this, you know, these people that get into Satanism, you know, they get into blood and everything else. And one of the reasons the devil gets into blood like that is because the blood to him is nothing. Except that's what atones for the sins of Christians and others who come to the Lord is the shedding of the blood of Christ. So the shedding of the blood is, is very important. The shedding of the blood is what has set us free through, through the atonement 
because in the atonement God had determined that by the blood should the atonement be made and the atonement is that sacrifice to set men free from their sins when they sinned against God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the penalty of of sin is the soul that sinneth it shall die and if all have sinned, then everybody's sentenced to death. Now see, that is what is here. Whether you like it or not, whether the world likes it or not, man fell. So when we talk about salvation in Isaiah, this is very important. We're just not talking about a Zion on earth. We're, we're talking more than that. Because the kingdom of the Lord and the kingdom of God is going to go on forever. And, you know, the heavens and the earth are going to be remade. Do you think the moon's going to be emptied? Do you think it's just going to be a, a, a boulder of stone and rock and dirt? Don't you understand that everything is going to be glorified? Every part of creation, every part of space, everything is going to be glorified. There will be none of this sin. And so the righteousness that is mentioned in this verse, absolutely, it's more than just the natural Jerusalem and Zion, but it speaks of the moral and legal aspect of it as well. And Hebrews 7 17 through 25 here's a few this is about Melchizedek and speaking of Christ it says for he testifieth thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek for verily there is a disannulling of the commandment going before the weakness and unprofitableness thereof for the law made nothing perfect but the bringing in of better hope did by the which we draw nigh unto God See, the law doesn't redeem you from your sins. The law was made and put there, number one, to show you the holiness of God, but number two, it enabled the children of Israel through the blood of the sacrifices of of animals, they could draw nigh to God where before they couldn't. And the way they did it before is they'd build a... Uh, build an altar out of these rocks that had to be naturally formed and stacked up and they would offer a sacrifice on those rocks but if you was to cut the stone and try to make it the minute you did it with any kind of a tool made from man you defiled that offering that sacrifice so this is this illustrates the holiness of the lord and uh, we, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God, and inasmuch as not without an oath he was made perfect. So those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now remember Melchizedek, Abraham gave an offering unto him, and Melchizedek had no beginning and end. And when we look at Melchizedek, we think of a priest like unto Christ who 
had no beginning and end as well. And so here it says, By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. It wasn't built upon the blood of goats. It was built upon the shed blood of the Son of God who gave himself on the cross. And he allowed them to beat him and mock him. And he was the Son of God. He could have stepped off that cross at any moment. He could have commanded angels to come in. And they would have been, you know, destroyed. But he stayed on the cross. And he endured all the, all the, you know, the things that people do to one another. Criticize, lie, you know, they worship, they agree with you. They don't agree with you. But see, he went through all that. He didn't have to, but he did. So he could seal the blood of the covenant with his blood forever. You don't need an animal sacrifice every month. Like, And then they had the Day of Atonement, which was for every year they would go in there. See, we don't need to do that. We, he shed the blood for us. And once you become a Christian, you receive him, you walk in his light, and you believe upon him. That blood is shed for you. That forgiveness is solid for you. And when you die, you will be with him. Period. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. There's nothing. Death cannot hold you from him. There's nothing on earth, nothing under the earth. But there is something that surrounds everything, and that is the presence of our God. So it says, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament, and they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. That's why he's after the order of Melchizedek. Wherefore he is able, also able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now as Christians, that we know what that is. And if you're not a Christian, that's because you need to get in here and get with him and you will find out. Because it's not just believing blindly, but it's through faith. And it's also through the presence of the Spirit of God and through the eternal word of God, which is not like any other printed manual or any other word that people may follow. Philippians 2, 15 and 16. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, of whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I am not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Now that's Paul talking to the Philippians. And, and he's saying that because you're holding forth that word of life, because you're getting in there, he says, I can rejoice in the day of Christ because you're not lost. My labor has not been in vain. See, that's the idea. We're not here just, just to say, oh, they became a Christian. We're here to see that, that you continue in it and make it to the end because he that soweth and, and he that reapeth, both of them will rejoice together because God holds them together in this. Now Luke chapter 2, 25 to 32. And this is something I've taught on before, but this is important here. 
And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. The consolation of Israel was the coming of the Holy One, the greater son of David. And they call it the consolation of Israel because it makes up for the time that Israel was taken captive and, you know, both houses were dispersed. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. That's because the Spirit of God is alive. This just like in anything, you know, because the Spirit will tell you. And he came in there by the Spirit. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Now see here in the beginning of the book, it tells you that when Yahshua came, he went to the Jews first, but the message was also to the Gentiles. And so in verse 2 of this, see in first 1, we talked about Zion and Jerusalem, and the righteousness goes forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. You know, and, and that's hot and clear and clean and bright, burning away all the impurities. And so, verse 2 says, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. Now see, this is Isaiah. You know, and people need to understand, Isaiah, he was a preacher for God. He is a prophet of God. And he put down what the Lord said. And that's why he put the Gentiles in there. The Lord said, I'm going to save some Gentiles. I'm going to save a lot of them. They're going to be all over. And then Paul wrote a whole treatise on that in Romans 11. And so when people say, why do you support Israel? I support Israel because I'm a Christian, because I'm born again. And I am part of the kingdom of God because of faith in Christ. And I'm going to be in that kingdom. And there's going to be Jews there. And I stand up for the Jews today. I may not agree with everything. And some of them, they're not Christians. And they and some of them don't even like Christians. There's still some anonymity in there. But one day, one day, every scrap of that anonymity between a Jew and a Gentile is going to be gone. One day, the Jews will be, when you see them in that day of glory, they will have their comeuppance, so to speak. Because God will recognize them. And they will recognize him. So, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. The Gentiles, the heathen nation, and the people shall see thy righteousness and all the kings thy glory, the splendor and gloriousness of it, the honorableness. But the thing of it here, the full meaning of this, when we get into the full message of Christ, 
is that there are going to be kings and, <laughs> and priests unto God, and there will be Gentiles. There's the nations of them who are saved. They're not just Jews. But the Jews are going to be in there. And they're going to be important. And thou shalt be called by a new name. Which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Now I think that's interesting. Because Shem. Is the Hebrew word. Transliterated. That refers to the word name. It refers to the true holy name of God. And I find this. I find this so refreshing. Implication of honor and authority. Which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Because a lot of the Jews. Won't mention the name of Yahweh. And. And, uh, you know, they, they won't mention the name of God because it's so, they don't want to blaspheme. So they'll say, Hashem, meaning the name. Blessed be Hashem. But see, today we know through Christ... That we can call upon him. That we can come boldly unto the throne of God. See the change that has happened today through Christ's coming. Has enabled us not only to be sons and daughters of God. But enabled us to get into the very presence of God. We can come unto him and seek his face. For all the troubles and things and things that you need, you need deliverance with. And that encompasses a lot of stuff. And the other thing I wanted to cover here. Now Paul was before Festus and this was a Roman uh, principal authority that he appeared before. And this is Acts 22 to 23. I'm not. And we go. I got it there. There. I. And this is just a portion of it. Having therefore obtained the help of God. I continue unto this day. Witnessing both to small and great. Seeing none other than those things. Which the prophets and Moses did say should come that Christ should suffer that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles now that is plain that is so called black and white it's easy to read that's an Acts where at Acts 26 oh 26 Verses 22 through 23. Now there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Because he testified what he was doing. 
you know, and the Jews got all mad and he says, I'm not doing anything other than what the prophets and the Moses said should come. The prophet of it, the, the problem of it is, is that the Jews that hated him, they didn't understand this at all. They were blinded. And so that's what Paul says. I was just talking, you know, what the others were saying. And so there again, we have Isaiah talking about the Gentiles shall see thy uh, righteousness and all the kings thy, thy glory. And, and there is, thou shalt be called by a new name. I got news for you. You know, there is going to be a new name. There's a lot of people going to have a new name in heaven. And uh, <laughs> God knows the name. Well, you know, you think about names, you know, when you have kids, hey, come here. You say, hey, Johnny, come here. Johnny doesn't listen. Well, see, God's going to give you a new name. When he calls that name, you're going to come. Because you're not disobedient. But as humans, you know, we are a disruptive type. <laughs> I think we like to sin. I think we like not to listen. You know, and look at America, how screwed up it is. You know, if you want to bring in the nations of men, you need to think about it. But see, there are people that want to swamp this nation and bring it down. Barack Obama is one of them. Now, I openly mention it. I've investigated the guy, uh, you know, uh, there was, uh, we investigate him with the help of others, and we got to the source in Kenya. But see, that's beside the point. The point of it is there are people besides Barack Obama that wants to destroy this country. One of them is the devil, because he wants to use it for his own. Now see, we today need to get up off our duffs, and we need to seek the Lord with everything we got. We need to get redeemed, need to get forgiven, every one of us, and then we need to purpose in fasting and prayer to take our country back for God. That's how it works. You wouldn't have been able to have a usurper like Obama or Biden or anybody else if he wasn't so full of sin. We are embracing Satanism and darkness and every other evil. And we are full of unclean spirits. That's because we have so much wokeness in this other garbage. We have justices that are corrupt. Israel had the same problem and then they went into captivity. I got news for you. This, this nation has judgment written all over it. We've been warning this country for over 25 years now. And I've got news for you. You better wake up and you better repent. Get close to him and then get together. And seek the Lord like you've never sought him before. And maybe, just maybe, he'll give you your nation back of freedom and blessings. But if you don't do that, this, this nation is toast. Have a nice day. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because there is a joke to this. Because we come out of the 60s. And during the 60s, one of the biggest threats we had was nuclear warheads. So they taught us as kids, if, if there's a nuclear war, get under your desks. You know, they had films like that. And on one of these, they were blowing up everything. And after they had the commercial, it said, have a nice day. Yeah, you just, you just showed a film, you know, 
about hiding from nuclear and then you tell us to have a nice day. Well, see, that's what the joke is. And we have bigger bombs today. So verse 3 of chapter 62 it says, Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Now you see, you know, God loves you already. and But this is talking about your glorified state. That's what he's describing. And you'll be used. You know, a crown of glory and a royal diadem. The crown of glory, that's your glorious honor, majesty in the hand of the Lord. And a diadem, you know, it, it's something that goes on a headdress, a mitre, you know, it, and uh, it makes you look like royalty. And, uh, you know, if you see a lot of these movies that they have of the past, you know, they always have them with a headdress of some kind, with all kinds. Even the Indians, the chief would have on some of the best headdresses, you know, when they would go to war. And uh, so there's just that crown of glory. Your head is your crown of glory. Where do you think your crown, your halo is going to be? See, we always used to talk about halos. But see, you, as far as a halo goes... When you get in the presence of God, let's put it this way. You know, John in gospel talks about the Lord, and the Lord was talking to his disciples. And he said, I go away. And he said, it, and if I go away, I will come again. Well, he's going to go away, so he's going to come again. And I'll receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. Now see, we're big in America on having the pre-trib, post-trib, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib raptures. But see, I like it in John where he says, I'm going to receive you to myself. But that's literally what, you're going to, what he's going to do when he comes again. He'll receive his church to himself. And when you see him, you'll be changed to be like him. That's what Paul talks about. So when I see this verse, that's what I think about. You'll be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Now there's also, we can think of Israel here, when he was writing this because he had prophesied you know through a lot of a lot of issues you know he had he had warned him about the people that would come to try to take the city And Hezekiah was there. And God delivered him. Delivered Judah. But Isaiah also gave a message of judgment. 
to Judah concerning Babylon. Jeremiah finished that message and Judah went into captivity for 70 years. That's not a crown of glory. That's judgment. But then they were released. Now Isaiah talks about that. They were back in the land and they were restored. And see, that's a relationship that was restored. And God began to bless them again. And there was other issues over the, over the years. Then the Roman Empire. And they were in the city of Jerusalem. That's where the Jews were. And the Lord came along as the Son of God because the time was right in the fullness of time. And he showed them the glory. God's purpose in everything is to redeem you, forgive you, redeem you, and bring you into glory. If you'll let him. So at any rate, let's think about this as we go to uh, Zechariah 9, 14 through 17. And the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. And the Lord God shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with the whirlwinds of the south. And the Lord of hosts shall defend them, and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones, and they shall drink and make noise as through wine, and they shall be filled like bowls and as the corners of the altar. And the Lord their God shall save them in that day as the flock of his people, for, she, for they shall be, see, be as the stones of a crown lifted up as an ensign upon his land. For how great is his goodness and how great is his beauty. What was that again? For how great is his goodness and how great is his beauty. No, the scripture. Just a minute. And corn shall make the young men cheerful and new wine the maids. That's Zechariah 9, 14 through 17. And Zechariah, that's just one little place. I just gave you an excerpt of it. You know, the very last chapter of Zechariah is one you want to read. There's a lot of Zechariah that talks about this stuff. And we can find a lot of information about the coming of the Lord there. Luke chapter 2, 8 through 14. And of course, this is the shepherds in the field. You know, the thing I like about them, uh, they're in, in the field at night watching their flock. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord comes upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone around about them. This is at night. And they were sore afraid, you bet. You know, in America, we would have said, what's that, a UFO? No, it's an angel of the Lord. Well, what's an angel? Oh, you mean, it, like in Christianity, you know, a lot of Americans, they're not even Christians. They don't know. They'd call it some some entity. But make no, make no mistake. There is a God and there are angels. And they came upon them. And the reason they did this, this is unusual. They just don't appear all the time. This was an event. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy shall be to all people. This is what the angels are telling the shepherds. They didn't go tell the king, because later after the babe was born, the king was killing babies. 
So the angel of the Lord told him to go down to Egypt. Then he told him, you can go back home. Well, Christ was born in Bethlehem. But when he came back, they went over in Galilee. So when the Jews found him that he was a great prophet, he says, there arises no prophet out of Galilee. They didn't think to ask him where he was born. They didn't think to ask him, where were you originally born? That would have solved the issue, but they, were, they would have none of it. And their message was, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Now if there's one event that I wanted to be at, and I would love to have been there, that's this one right here. There's a lot of other I'd like to see, but I'd like to have been there. With them shepherds on that on that night, sitting around a campfire talking, then have the whole sky open up with angels with a message like that. Man, I'll tell you, I would have ran to where that baby was. I'd have given him my staff, I'd have given him my shoes, I'd have given him anything he wanted. See, that was the announcement. It wasn't given to the kings. And even Jesus, when he appeared after his resurrection, he didn't appear to those who tried to kill him. He appeared to those who looked for him. And scripture, he will appear the second time without sin to those who look for him. Because when you look for something, means you want it, you desire it. We're looking for the coming of the Lord. We desire his presence. We want to get through this. We want our kids to get through this. We're done with this. We're sick of Satan. We're sick of the darkness. We want redeemed. Now you can want anything you want to. You go right ahead. If you think your bucket is with the devil, go have fun. Because God has a word for you in Revelation 22. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. Now see, there's two more just like that, opposites. And they're there, that's an educational statement to let you know that if you're too stubborn or too busy to repent and seek holiness and righteousness through the Lord, then you go ahead and be wicked because when he comes, he will judge all men according as the work shall be. And unless you are born again through the Son of God and truly redeemed, you will die in your sins. Now, you may not like that part, but you know, there are people that are just flat irritating today, and they don't want to believe anything. And they have money, and they have power, and um, one of them is like George Soros and his son Alex. And he spends all of his money on trying to destroy America. And there's a few others. And they're congressmen. And congresswomen. And they spend all their time trying to put Trump in jail. And all he wanted to do was make America great again. God help us if, you know, 
Guess what? They put in Joe Biden and he's trying to destroy America. They haven't put him in jail. They wouldn't think of it. He's been in Congress all his life. He's a lifetime politician and that's what you get. They'll throw the guy in jail or try to get him there, the one that wants to change, you know, help America become great again, while they keep the other one there who's working to destroy America. Now that's how opposite screwed up that this country has gotten. And you take your aim and you fix, you know, your gaze on which side you want to see when. But I got news for you. There is, and, and that's darkness is coming. And you ain't going to like this. And if you take the mark before you get into the final portion of this, you're going to be screwed royally. Now I'm here to tell you this is not a game. But I'm also here to tell you that Isaiah was not out in left field. He knew what was coming. He was told and shown. Father, we thank you for this word. Bless this word to the hearts, lives, minds, and spirits of those who hear it whenever they do. God bless them and keep them. Father, protect them and give them understanding and bless them in this. In Jesus' name. Tower, we've got a little yeah. bit. You can say a few words. Well, I think this is exciting, and I especially love Luke 8 through 14, talking about, you know, appear, the angels appearing. And, yeah, that would have been amazing to see that. The heavens opened up. It would have been. Yeah, well, I'm thankful for this redemption, and this is a good word tonight, and we have hope thank god we have hope we do amidst all the wickedness going on in this world we can live above that <coughs> live above the wickedness and the horrible stuff going on well i want to say good night everybody thank you for joining us whenever you do it's a pleasure to have you here we're thankful for you thank you for all you do for the Lord, may he bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. <coughs> we love you and have a great night. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles. Pick up a copy of my book, The Rising. It has a lot to do with what you see today. I wrote it long before all of this happened. And, it's, and it does have kind of a prophetic story to it. It's a Christian fiction thriller. Uh, go find a copy. You can go to our websites. We have ads everywhere where you can find them. So until next week, shalom, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.